There we go. Hello. Hello. Good. Good to see you. Welcome to Noonday Prayer and Fasting. Today is going to be an awesome day. This is day four of our fast of 40 days of prayer and fasting. And we just welcome you. Thank you so much for joining with us online. And uh, thank you guys for being here today. We've got a crowd today. It's awesome. Glory to God. Amen. And uh, I'm telling you, this is the fourth day of, uh, of our fast. And I, man, this morning I just felt breakthrough. There was breakthroughs happening. And I don't know exactly what they are, but there's just this excitement that I, you can feel it. Anybody else experiencing that? Glory to God. I mean, I talked to uh, my wife, Nicole, on the way here. She's like, I've had this joy and this, this just excitement all morning. I said, amen. So whether you feel that or sense that or not, let me tell you, it's happening. And so put on some expectation for it because that breakthrough for you is there. I mean, he's not going to just pour it out on one person. When a group goes after him, he pours it out on the group. So if you're joining with us, uh, praise God, and you're going to see it. If you're not joining with us in the prayer and fasting, get joining with us because there's breakthrough happening in this place. Amen. And uh, so yesterday, the first day, we talked about the importance of thanksgiving. And then we prayed and gave thanks to God. We enter into his gates. God, you know, he gave us the picture of the temple. And he He lives there in the Holy of Holies in the, when he was in the temple. And then he said, you would enter the Holy of Holies, would then have another court called the Holy Place. And then you would, those are his courts. And then you would have an outer section and you would enter into those gates with thanksgiving. So we enter into thanksgiving uh, into his gates. Then we enter his courts with praise. And then our life is given as a life of worship. And if we give ourselves as worship, as a living and holy sacrifice, we stay in the place, in the presence of God. But listen, you don't get to the presence of God without coming through thanksgiving and praise and then living the life of worship. So this is what this fast is about, is coming into the presence of God. And we just encourage you, you can join with us now, even if you have not started fasting yet, you can join right now. Don't worry about that. Just join right in with us. And there's all kinds of fasting. Today, we're going to be talking about how to fast, right? Uh, So how do we do it? Now, I'm not talking about the uh, specifics of what to eat or what not to eat or preparation ahead or after. I'm not talking about that. I can give that to you and point you to that. Matter of fact, if you go... uh, uh, to connectionshow.org. There's a series on there talking about fasting. It's like Fasting 101. You can go and look at some of the details on what kind of fast there are, how you should go into it, and the benefits of it as well. Very good teaching on that. Connectionshow.org. Now, that will tell you that. What I'm talking about today is how do we fast right? How do we stay right in the middle of the fast? Because I don't know about you, but my flesh like wants to rear up in the middle of the fast and it wants to, you know, like put on, you know, some not godliness. That's what my flesh wants to do. It's not going to, but that's what it wants to do, right? And so here's the thing. How do we fast today? But first, before we get started, 
Let's just talk about this. Let's let's go ahead and let's just thank him and praise him. You, you can be seated. You can stand, do whatever it is. But Lord, we just agree together in thanksgiving. Thank you, Father, so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Father, for everything that you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for the breakthroughs that are coming through in Boomerang. Thank you, Father, for the breakthroughs that's coming through in this area. Thank you, Father, for the breakthroughs that are coming through with Pastor Brian and Carissa and their church. Lord, thank you for those breakthroughs. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, we not only thank you for them, thank you for those answers and solutions, but Father, we praise you. We celebrate you. God, you are so awesome. Father, you are awesome. You are so good. Such a loving Father. You are so good, Lord. Oh, Lord, we praise you and we celebrate you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, the other day I just, I feel compelled to do this again. Uh, the other day when we were talking about praise, we were talking about the importance of being intentional with our praise. That we need to put it on, purpose ourselves to praise. And what does that look like? It looks like when your team enters into the stadium, and you hadn't even won yet, but you think because they're a good team, you think that they're going to win, you cheer them on, you celebrate that team. Well, God's a lot better than a football team or anything else. And so what I want us to do is let's just stand up for a second and I want us to give a glorious victorious shout a celebration shout for what God is doing this is the way that breakthroughs come through thanksgiving and praise so when I say three two one I want you to shout with everything you got Woo! and let's just celebrate him and praise our king our lord our savior amen you ready three two one Lord, we praise you. Glory to God. We praise you and we celebrate you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 All right. Let's do it one more time. You ready? All right. Let's celebrate him. Here's the reason why to celebrate him. Because whether you see him right now in your life or not, that does not disqualify him from being God. Whether you see him, while you might not see him yet, that doesn't mean that he's not being a good and loving father on your behalf. Your breakthrough is coming. Your, your breakthrough is here. Your breakthrough is yours. So let's do it one more time. Three, two, one. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, we praise you and we celebrate you. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we praise you. We celebrate you. Thank you, Lord, for letting us partner with you. Thank you, Father, for bringing that breakthrough. We just give you the glory. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, you can be seated. And let's look at some scripture. Now, the first day we talked about thanksgiving. The second day we talked about praise. And then on day three, we talked about fasting. Why fast? 
And one of the things with why fasting is this, is that Jesus simply told us to. He showed us that without prayer and fasting, you're not going to move into the greater things of God. One thing I didn't say yesterday is this. It, did Jesus... Now listen, a lot of people will say, well, we're under grace. We have everything. All right. Jesus also was under that grace. But yet Jesus, as was his custom, went out and prayed and fasted. Now, if he was under grace, why did he do that? Because under grace doesn't mean it gives us a pass from putting down the flesh and taking action. Under grace empowers us to do the things to step into God's fullness, to step into his normal. So Jesus was empowered by grace to say, by grace, I can pray and I can fast. And in prayer and fasting, these are the tools that will lead me into the presence of God to stay there. He was our perfect example. And so if Jesus, you think about this, if Jesus needed to pray and fast, how much more do we need to? We need to. And then he said, he didn't say if you fast, he said when you fast, right? He said when. And what we looked at yesterday, which we'll quickly do, Isaiah 58, 6, what we looked at yesterday was this, was all of the benefits of fasting and I just want to go through them again. It is so good to fast. It breaks stuff loose. What we're feeling this morning, this breakthrough, what we're feeling is a, a result already of our prayer and fasting. I'm telling you, this place is different simply because of the last three or four days. It's different. The people were different. We, we moved to another level simply because we said, Lord, we're going to be obedient to your word. We're going to follow the ways of Christ. We're going to go after you with prayer and fasting. Glory to God. It says this, is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bond? of wickedness. So fasting loosens the bonds. Undo the bands of the yoke. Let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Not just some of them, every one of them. Fasting breaks the hold to this world and allows you to step on the, the heights that God steps on. It allows you to move up into God's normal and break the powers that would try to hold you back. All right, That's one of the things that fasting does. Is it not to divide your bread, this fast? All of these are talking about the fast. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to go cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? What does that mean? That means, first of all, we become a generous people and a giving people. But here's the other thing. You start to see and think like God. Now, if you look at it, this, this verse right here, uh, listen to it. Divide your bread with the hungry, bring the homeless poor into your house, see the naked and cover them, and hide yourself from your own flesh. That, that means hiding yourself from your own flesh is basically saying that I'm not separate. 
that I'm not separate, or excuse me, what it basically means is this, is that we're saying, hey, uh, I'm doing okay because I'm going to church, but actually my flesh is really out there. I'm just kind of hiding my eyes from it, and I think I'm doing good, but what I ought to be doing is seeing like God, and I ought to be taking action like Him. So one of the things that fasting does is it opens our eyes to the way God really thinks, to help people, to, to give them what they need, to stop thinking stingy, to be a generous giver, to put on the character and nature of God. But it also means that we are empowered to do just that, that we're not going to leave uh, the poor alone. We're going to help them. We're going to be generous. We're going to give. And a lot of times we make excuses for not giving, right? We make excuses for it. I recently heard a story or some teaching on uh the beggar Lazarus and the rich man. And this beggar Lazarus was so hungry just for crumbs from the table. And yet this rich man walked by him every single day and never did a thing about it. Now he could come up with all kinds of excuses why not to give the, the beggar Lazarus food. But here's the thing. His heart was not godly. Fasting helps us to see what we need to do and what we need to be about and empowers us to take action to do that. Glory to God. It helps us be more godly, right? All right. So then he says in verse eight, fasting, your light will break out like the dawn. This talks about two things, I believe. I believe it talks about one, uh, the revelation of God starts to break open in your life. I can tell you last time, uh, I, I mentioned this a couple of days ago, when I fasted uh, the first 40-day fast, day two, I had one of the biggest revelations I've ever had. On day two, my, the, my light broke forth. The other thing it does is in Isaiah 60, a couple of chapters after this, it says that your arise, shine, your light has come. But then what it says is this. It says his glory will come on you. And it says nations and kings will come to the glory of the light that's rising on you. Right? So your light will break forth like the dawn. I love those words, break forth like the dawn, because all of a sudden, you know, it's dark, it's dark, it's dark, and then all of a sudden, sun! Right? This is the way. What would happen if our church would be that and put this on? Fasting brings that about. This whole uh, region would look different because we put those things on. Glory to God. He says, uh, your light will break out like the dawn. Your recovery will speedily spring forth. That means whatever you need recovery in, it will come. It will not just come. It will come quickly, speedily. Glory to God. And our righteousness will go before you. I talk in detail about that tomorrow. But basically, our rights with God, our righteousness opens up everything to us. Our righteousness opens up our inheritance. In other words, we will step into doing the right things and receiving all of the inheritance that we have. And this happens more as we fast. Then it says this, the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. In other words, even the stuff that the devil's planned to sneak up on you, the glory of God, the glory of God will beat it back. Amen? Amen. All of these are great reasons to fast. And then it says this, then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. 
right? How many people have wanted to hear from the Lord and felt like he wasn't there sometimes? A lot of times it's not him not being there, it's us not being where he is, right? But see, this puts us in a place where we are right where he's at. And when we call, he'll be there, he'll answer. All right, and then it goes on to say in verse 9, if you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will become like midday. Not, it won't be dark and gloomy around you anymore. It'll be like midday. It'll bro, it'll just break free. That's part of what I feel this morning. I feel like, man, just there, the light is like midday today. There's no more gloom. Like, and you can just feel it. There's something happening simply because we've been fasting. In the darkness, your light will rise. Your light will rise. Glory to God. And then it says this, the Lord will continually guide you. That means every one of my steps, if I'll listen and be obedient, will be right in the will of God. I, it'll be right in the will of God. Well, you know what that means. That means the blessings are coming on you. He says he will satisfy your desire in scorched places. So it doesn't matter if I find myself in a desert or in a garden, I will be fully satisfied. All of these things are breaking open because of fasting. That's amazing. He will give strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring whose waters do not fail. Do not fail. No matter what happens in the world, no matter if like financial world dries up, I will be like a spring in the garden whose waters do not fail. If every all of the world is coming under some sickness or some disease, I will be like a spring, like in a water garden whose waters do not fail. I will be like that. That's who you can be. That's who you can be. Glory to God. All of this from fasting. Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will be restorers. You will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called the repair of the breach, the restorer of streets in which to dwell. Man, this is all godliness. This is all godliness. I mean, he's wanting to pour out some blood. Can you see why your flesh and the father of our sinful nature, the devil, fights against us praying and fasting? Because he doesn't want you walking in this stuff. Because you start walking in this stuff, your life preaches and you're blessed, right? Well, he doesn't want you walking. The devil doesn't want you walking in that. And you just need to say, you know, stuff it, devil. I'm going to go after him. Forget about you, Mr. Devil. I'm tired of being bullied by your ways. I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. And not only that, but I'm going to draw on the strength and the grace of God. I'm going to draw on his strength and his grace. And he will help me to do the fast that I need to. Amen. All right. So I wanted to review those benefits quickly. We reviewed them in more detail yesterday. So you can go back and watch that. But here's the thing. When you, when you look at this, go back to the beginning of the chapter. At the beginning of the chapter, I want you to see something. Verse 1 in chapter 58. Cry loudly and do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Jacob their sins. 
All right, so he's telling him to say something. Then he says, yet they seek me day by day and delight to know my ways as a nation that has done righteousness. All right, now is this a good thing when the nation seeks him day by day? Is this good? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing. They're going after him. They're seeking him. All right, and then it says, and they have not forsaken the ordinance of their God. They ask me for just decisions. It's all good stuff. Is, does it appear that their heart is at least headed in the right direction? Yeah, yeah. They delight in the nearness of God. Man, I, if this was everybody at Boomerang Church, I'd be a happy pastor, right? Amen. <laughs> if this is, if this is, I'd be happy. But then they ask this. This is the people's question. Why have we fasted and you do not see? The, the question here is, Lord, why have we fasted and you don't see our fasting? Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? So they're fasting. It sounds like they got a good heart. Then they're fasting. But God's not taking notice. Either he's not taking notice or there's no results from them fasting. So can you fast? Remember today is how to fast. Can you fast and it basically come to nothing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can you can sacrifice all kinds of things and your heart be off. See, it looks like they're right. It looks like they're in a right heart. But you can tell by that question right there, the heart's not right. You can tell. And then he says this. Behold, this is God talking to them. Behold, on the day of your fast, you find your desire. You find your desire and you drive hard all your workers. On the day of the fast, you find your desires and you drive hard all your workers. Let's, let's keep reading. Behold, look, you fast for contention and strife and to strike with a wicked fist. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. In other words, this is not the way that you get your voice heard on high. He says, is this the fast like this, which I choose a day for a man to humble himself? It is for bowing one's head like a reed and for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as a bed. Will you call this a fast and even an acceptable day to the Lord? And then it goes into the verses we read earlier. Is this not the fast which I chose to loosen the bonds of wickedness? In other words, this is what happens when you have a proper fast. But the issue is they came to God trying to get their way instead of coming in a place of humility. Lord, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And they're, all they're doing is trying to get their way, your, their desires. You know, he said, your desires. They're trying to get that done. And not only that, uh, you can tell by the way they're treating their co-workers and other people around them. They're fasting so that God will basically take it out on uh, the people around them. Make them do what they should be doing. 
for pastors, uh, Pastor Brian Johnson with us today, uh, for pastors, it can be like this. Lord, I'm tired of these people in this church not going after you. I'm fasting to get them to do what they do. That's, that's the wrong way. Fasting, he shows it so clearly right here. He says, behold, you fast for contention and strife and to strike with the wicked fist. See, if I was if I was a pastor and I wanted my congregation to go after the Lord more, that's a good thing. But a lot of times we'll take a good thing, but we'll back it by a heart that's not right. And you can apply this in your own life. OK, I'm going to give you it from the pastor's point of view, but I can then say I want them to go. But then I'm like mad at them because they're not right. And I'm trying to force them to do it through my fasting. I'm missing it. My heart's wrong and I'm doing it out of contention and strife. And even though I'm not like physically coming up and pounding on them, I can have a wicked fist because I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. The ultimate goal may agree with the things of God, but my heart is what changes that thing. So when we fast, we want to make sure that we're fasting with the right heart. We're doing it for the right reasons. And what are the right reasons? He says this. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. A fast like this which I choose a day for a man to humble himself. It is for bowing one's head like a reed and for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as a bed. Will you call this fast even an acceptable day to the Lord? In other words, he's challenging them. He's saying, will you turn this around? Will you make this an acceptable fast? How to fast? We must do it in humility. We must be doing it for the right reasons. Not just to get our desires. Right. It's not that our desires won't come to pass. They will. But if we go after it with our desires, all of a sudden, what are we going to find? We're going to find what what these this people found. Why have we fasted and you don't see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you don't notice that that in itself shows that they hadn't humbled themselves? Why have we humbled ourselves and you don't notice? Well, you know, right there, they're showing their lack of humility in trying to force God into seeing their humility. That's not humility, right? And that's what will happen if we don't humble ourselves in that fast. In that fast, we want to make sure, look, Lord, I'm coming before you to serve and honor and praise and give you thanks and worship you. I'm doing this so that if there's change that needs to be in my life, I will change. I know you'll bring benefits. That is an absolute in fasting when I, when I fast with the humility. But I know that you'll bring benefits. But I know that. But I'm doing this for you. I'm worshiping and I'm honoring you. I, I'm holding you up high. I'm worshiping you, Lord, in this fast. Glory to God. I praise you. I thank you. I worship you. I, I, I lay myself out. This is, we'll talk some more next week about consecration and hunger and thirst. But this is the beginning of consecration is, is consecration is separating yourself from the world and becoming holy. You're, you're putting on the holiness of God. And we need to step into the place where we humble ourselves and, and we lay ourselves out on a mat of sackcloth and ashes. That shows a despair for who we've been. 
And we need to say, look, Lord, I've been doing this and I've been doing that and, and I hand it to you now. I, Lord, I hate sin in my life. I hate it. I despise ungodliness. And Lord, I'm laying myself out in front of you. I open to every part of you. Lord, see me. Judge me. Shine your light on me. Shine it on me. Show me the dark areas in my life. I humble myself to you and I worship you. Amen. All of a sudden, now you're moving into humility and all the rest of that fasting. There we go. All right. Is that better? You got it back? All right. So you said it cut out at the story? All right. Well, I'll start with the story. So anyway, here I was. I believe it was the first 40-day fast. And we were, uh, I think I was three or four weeks into that. And all of a sudden, um, you know, we were there on a Saturday shooting the connection show and people were messing up they were doing stuff wrong and missing it it wasn't big stuff it was just little stuff but my flesh was like on fire you know just <laughs> I was I was I was not happy and I was sitting there and every little thing was irritating me not only that they would brought a whole bunch of snacks over there and I could smell every bit of it I could smell the, the, the white cheddar popcorn with jalapeno on it. I could, I could smell the, the hummus. I could smell the fruit. I could smell it all. And everybody's like, nom, 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 nom. And then, and I'm going, ah, you know. And, and I was just, my heart was bent because I'm like, don't you see what I'm going through? Don't you see what I'm putting up with? And y'all aren't helping at all, right? And the Lord, he, he took me back to the scripture and he said, is this the fast that you choose? To be hard and push your workers because I'm upset? No, no, no. We need to choose a, a joy 
and a humility. Even in, uh, yeah, I feel my flesh. <laughs> yeah, glory to God. <laughs> I feel, I feel it tugging on me. But that does not give me a right to push hard my workers or the people around me or to drive people with anger instead of a humility and joy. I need to humble myself in front of the Lord and in front of people. And I need to put on a fast. They ought not even know that I'm fasting. If they talked to me, they would have no idea that my body was telling me, you need food, you need food, you need food. They wouldn't know that, right? They, they, they wouldn't know that at all. They ought to not be able to tell a difference because my humility and joy, the love of Christ, in other words, <coughs> the love of Christ ought to be coming out of me in such a way that all they see is God. Now I'm fasting right. Now I'm getting it right. And so I made that change that day. I, I repented. I repented to everybody that was there as the Lord convicted me. And I just, I had not been to that place before. That was a new place for me. And I didn't even know that that was coming up. But then all of a sudden, I could tell that it changed after that. The fast seemed to be easier. It seemed to just work. Things were happening. All these benefits, they happened. They just happened. But I needed to learn that lesson. I needed to see it, you know. I had hit a place that I wasn't used to. It was new for me. I think if you hit the same place, you'd have probably been feeling the same. And maybe not. Maybe you were be more holy than I was. But I wasn't that day, and I just missed it. And I needed to repent. And so as we fast, when how to fast, we want to make sure that we purposefully grab a hold of joy, we purposefully grab a hold of humility, and we put it on. We purposefully grab a hold of expectation. Even if we wake up in the morning, uh, this morning is a good example. This morning I woke up, I mean, as soon as I opened my eyes, this is what I felt. I am hungry, right? That's the first thing I thought. And my stomach let me know it. It was like, empty, I'm empty, you know? And, and, uh, and I was just thinking, I'm hungry. But then my, ne my next thought, because I've learned this, my next thought was, praise God, you are doing some awesome stuff, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you for allowing me to fast. Thank you. I started remembering why do I fast. Started remembering these benefits and going after God. That's why I went over that yesterday. So that when you hit those moments where your flesh is trying to pull you down, you say, mm -mm, no, I'm, I'm becoming more godly. I'm walking more in his presence. I'm seeing the bonds loosed. I'm seeing those things be free. And this is something we have to remember when we fast. Now let's go real quickly over to Galatians chapter 5. And let's look at verse 14. We want to remember the fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of the flesh while we fast. We don't, how would you like to go through a really long extensive fast and it really count for nothing? Right? How would you like that? I fasted and there was zero benefit. I don't, personally, I don't. I want some benefit out of it. 
I don't want to do it for nothing. I want to grow more godly, get closer to him, and I need breakthrough in my life and in our church and in this region and in, in everything that's around me. I want breakthrough. And I want God's kingdom to be advanced to the fullest, right? Well, that means that I put on that humility the whole way through, and I don't forget it, right? I just, I put it on. It doesn't mean that we can't miss it sometimes and God will give us mercy. But here's the thing. If I don't purpose myself and be intentional with that, I can easily find myself way off track, and everything I try to do, it doesn't count for anything. Think about this. Think about in, in when people get to heaven and Jesus said this. He said, so many people will say, Lord, Lord. And they cast out demons and they pray. They did all this stuff and it will count for nothing because their heart, their connection with the Father never was there. It's the same way in a fast that our heart can be off and it counts for nothing. Same way with giving. Our heart can be off when we give. We can give the biggest amount we've ever given, but our heart be off in the middle of it, and it doesn't count for anything. We want to make sure that we maintain the right fruit. And so let's look at this. This is Galatians 5, 14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Is all about love. No matter what we do, no matter how much we fast, how much we pray, is all about love. I shared the other night in our university at Impact where I saw somebody that they, they read the Bible probably more than most people I know. And yet they forgot about love and I watched them do one of the cruelest acts to somebody else I've ever seen in my life. And I thought, man, what good is all that Bible reading? What good's all that fasting if love is not the root and the fruit? What good is all that praying or reading the Bible if love is not the root and the fruit? So in this how to fast, we've got to make sure that we hold love in the center of it. In all our praying, we've got to make sure that we hold the love in there. All right, then it says this. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. So remember when I was fasting and we were all there and I was being snippy and biting, you know, biting everybody's heads off because every little thing, it wasn't big things, it was little things, but it was like constant to me. Probably because my flesh was on on edge you know but what I what was I doing I was biting and consuming them it says this look you care you keep doing that you'll be consumed and and the truth of the matter was that day uh, Nicole and I were sitting there and we were both being snippy and bitey and and me more than her but in the end we we got into a argument right there when we we're supposed to be preaching the gospel it wasn't huge, it wasn't horrible, but it was enough where the whole spirit was the wrong spirit. I said, time out. Oh, time, mm, something's wrong. And we, went, we took 30 minutes. Everybody else waited on us. We took 30 minutes, we went and got ourselves straight. Got ourselves straight. We don't hardly ever do that, but we're, our emotions and our flesh was on edge. But that day we needed to stop. Go get right with God, you know, and we needed to go apologize to each other. She apologized to me, I apologized to her, and we went and we got our stuff right. 
Amen. And then uh, we came back. It was one of the best days we ever had. But here's the thing. If you give yourself to that lack of love and kind of that biting and consuming, it will consume you. And it will start to eat you up, eat up your fruit, eat up the fruit of love in your life, the fruit of humility, the fruit of fasting. It will eat you up. You have to put that love on. It says this, verse 16, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit. I think in the King James here it says, the flesh wars after the Spirit. It's always fighting, it's always warring against the Spirit. And the Spirit against the flesh for those are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. You know, God's put some things in your heart. If you're born again, God's put some things in your heart that will please Him and it'll please you. And the flesh is at war against the spirit, man, so that you will not accomplish those things that God's put in your heart. And you, it's up to you to either allow it or put it down. It's up to you to do it right. And that's where we have to say, I'm purposing myself and I'm intentional to go into this in love and to maintain love. I will not let the flesh be a bully. I will not let sin or the devil be a bully in my life. I won't let that happen. I will put on love. You can't control me in that way. I'll put on love. Devil, you can try to push my buttons. Ain't gonna work. I will put on love. Amen? But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, all right, Oh, oh, oh. Outburst of anger. Outburst of anger. Disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is the fruit of the flesh. And you have to watch that stuff. See, most of those things, a lot of those things, you're probably going, no, nah, I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do that. But when you get to things like strife, when you just allow strife to happen in your car as you're going down the road, you know, in, that's what we were allowing to happen that one morning at that show. We were allowing strife to come in. That's the flesh. And I could just hear the Lord later going, is this the fast that you choose to be operating in strife and not in humility? Not being humble towards each other? Not loving on each other? And I went, wow, Lord. And in other words, I was going to do that fast and have no fruit, no benefit, no nothing, because it was done in the wrong way. And I, I thought, man, man, I need, to, I need to change that. So I repented, you know, I 
got in front of God, I repented. You know, like it says, this is a time for us to be laid out on a mat of sackcloth and ashes. In other words, it's a time for us to put our flesh on the table, let the Holy Spirit shine the light of love on us and reveal what you need to reveal. Get it out of me. Give it over. Lord, I need to put on love. So a lot of times what we do is we, we're like, well, I'm not in that list, but we are. We, it might be in the small things, but the small things lead to the big things. The small ones lead to it. And this is a time in the fast, how to fast? It's a time to cleanse ourselves of all of that. To give every bit of anything that would war against the Spirit. Lord, help me remove this, break every yoke, every bondage, get it out of my life. I'm ready. I want to cleanse myself. Lord, I hate ungodliness. I hate sin. Get it out of my life, Lord. Help me to remove it right now. He then goes on in verse 22 to say, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, you know what the fruit of joy is? It's a smile and it's laughter. And, and we need to do more of it. We need to do some laughing and some joy in the face of being irritated. <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> yeah, even when you don't feel like it. We need to let the joy of the Lord flow through us. We need love to be on even when we don't feel of it, like it. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. How many people would say right now you are at 100%, not, not even one thing, you're at 100% peace? Probably not many of us. You know why? Because we're probably choosing to see more things of the world than we are to see the goodness and the character and nature of God. So let's look at that and say, Lord, I, I purposefully, I intentionally, I put on peace. I'm not worried about this stuff. I'm not worried about how it's going to work out. I'm not worried about the new situations. I'm putting on peace. I might not know what to do, but you do. And you're my Lord, and you're my King. You're my Lord, and you're my King, and I trust you. Amen. Patience, whoa. Patience during the fast. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us. <laughs> help us have some patience. You know, I've heard people say before, I, don't pray for patience. Listen, if you don't get it now, you're going to miss it later. You need patience. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. You should pray for patience. Doesn't matter if, you know, one of the things that happens, it seems the reason why people say that, you pray for patience and all of a sudden trials come up and stuff like that. Well, you better learn how to get on top of patience now. Otherwise, you can be walking in a fruit of the flesh and not of the spirit. You might as well get it behind you. It's kind of like saying, well, I want to lift 300 pounds, but you won't go to the gym and start with 50. You ain't never going to get to 300 without picking up the 50. Well, it's hard and it hurts. Well, no kidding. You've never done it before. Patience. We need to put on patience. Kindness. Just kind to people. Goodness. Faithfulness. It's hard for, it should be hard for us to not believe in God because we've put 
faithfulness on. In other words, we have a harder time not trusting in his goodness than we do trusting in the problem. Because we've decided, I'm putting on faithfulness. The fruit of the Spirit, this is the love of God. And this is what we need in the fast. You want your fast to mean something and to be as beneficial as possible and advance the kingdom as much as it can and get as close to God as you can and think like him as much as you can, then you've got to put on love. And that means you've got to put on the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness, self-control. Against those things, there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So Lord, we're a Spirit people this morning. We believe in you. We trust you. This is why we pray and fast. It's why we're even meeting together on a Friday at noon instead of eating dinner. Because we trust you. We're your people. We are a spirit-filled and spirit-led people. And Lord, if we're living by the Spirit, then we need to walk by the Spirit. Lord, let us put on love in Jesus' name. In the rest of this fast, Father, we just repent. I just, right now, if you just, you can get on your knees, you can go to the altar, do whatever you want to do, but I, I'm just going to lay out some stuff, and, and if you agree, just, just agree, or just give, repent, anything that you need to, to the Lord. Father, where we've let strife come in, and unforgiveness, where we've had a lack of love, Lord, Father, we just repent right now, where we've pushed people hard, and we've, we've, put on a lack of humility instead of a fullness of humility. Lord, right now we just repent. We ask for your forgiveness right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Father, let us walk out love the way that love needs to be walked out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father, for helping us. Your word says that if we need help, we can come to the throne of grace boldly and find help in time of need. We have an advocate in Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we come right now. We lay ourselves out in front of you, and we say, even if we don't know what it is, we recognize that we're not like you yet, and we need your help. Help us to see what's not like you. And then, Lord, let us be strengthened with all might to to consecrate ourselves and separate ourselves from worldliness and from ungodliness and the ways of the flesh and help us to move into the ways of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Help us to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. As we fast, Lord, let this thing be the most beneficial it could ever be. Let every bound, every binding be broken, every yoke be destroyed, Lord. Let your anointing flow into your people as we pray and as we fast. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Lord, let us walk in love. Let us uh, make it easy on people to be around us, Lord. Let us walk in the fullness of what you've called us to. Let us not be held back from any of your benefits. But let us look into grace with faith and expectation and pull on the power that you've made available to us to walk this thing out, Lord. Bring a supernatural strength. Let us put on love 
from day one to day 40, let us put on love. Father, we praise you. So tararama kurafa yasho, mumbla bariyache, dite kambacho, dutoda, robra inda loma, le mimimunyachi, abucho kalamoso, bomba blobo, soso bloti nikide, yitina karamama. In the name of Jesus, I break that fruit of the flesh and the binds that have tried to hold people to it. In the name of Jesus, love rise up. Grace, empower your people to walk in love, to give in love, to fast in love, Lord, to worship in love. Thank you, Father. Lord, let every fast, let every meal that's missed, let every prayer that's said during this time have the full benefit in every life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your love. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. We praise you. As we, as we finish up here, Lord, we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for the benefits of that fasting coming to pass. Thank you, Lord, for the benefits that you've given us to grab a hold of through grace. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We praise you and we worship you. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost here. Bones at Calacaloni, Cloni Caroconi Cadabosa Fratarama, Yetemosa Boroboso, Yetemosa Boropotara. Yeah. Yep, Lord, new anointings in Jesus' name. New anointings, new anointings, creative flowing anointings in worship, new anointings, new words, new chords, new songs in Jesus' name. New solutions be. New levels. Baxrena Vranda Costeo. Olo Tokoshevete. Yeah, glory to God. New anointings. Yeah, yep, yeah. Thank you, Father. Provision, 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 provision in Jesus' name. Provision, 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 provision be in the name of Jesus. Provision, provision, provision. Let your anointing do what your anointing does. Bring the freedom of Jesus Christ. Provision. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Yeah, glory. Glory to God. Yeah, glory. 
Solutions be, strength be in every way in the name of Jesus. Be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Strength come now in Jesus' name. Supernatural strength. Peace in every way. Glory to God. Peace roll through and wash through in every way. Peace wash through. Wash through. Wisdom, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. Lord, show things so clearly. Show things, I mean, just like be amazed that we would sit back and be amazed at what you show and the answers you bring. Wisdom in the name of Jesus. Yeah, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So Thank you, Father. Lord, I just pray right now for whoever may be watching. Father, in the name of Jesus, life come now. In Jesus' name, life overflow every area of their life. In the name of Jesus, so be it. Glory to God. Lord, let your anointing bring freedom right now in that situation. Let, it, let them feel your anointing in Jesus' name. Sanigo Choto Kalamo Cordiste Arepetinaboso Totobo. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Amen. Amen. As we wrap up today, the Lord's instructed us every day uh, to take up an offering. And uh, we just, every day, whoever decides to give, Lord, we just pray that it would be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, be multiplied into their lives. Lord, let that be a harvest. We praise you for a multiplied harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're watching online, there should be a link or a button. And if you're here, there's a basket up there. One of the things that we're going to do, all of this prayer and fasting, one of the pointed directions of it is for Kickstart 18, which will be a revival from February 4th through the 11th that we'll hold here. We're going to invite people from all over the community. We're going to give gifts to them. And the most important thing is we're going to give the 
word to them. We're going to pay their bills. We're going to, the Lord told me today that we're going to pay on the last night for anybody who's been here each night. They're going to be in a drawing and we're going to pay a thousand dollars of somebody's bills. And, and so we're going to do all that kind of stuff to advance the kingdom in introduce them to Jesus if they don't know him, reignite that if they've known him before, and so we're advancing the kingdom, we love you, thank you for joining us, thank y'all for being here, that was awesome, you can feel it when we walked in, glory to God, God we praise you, we worship you, and we thank you, in Jesus name, amen, amen.